I think we should probably officially start the podcast. Are we doing a podcast? <laughs> how, how long have we been talking for without it, actually saying who the hell we are? What we're I'd doing? say 15 minutes because now it is officially afternoon. Welcome back to 321 Backlog. We are your hosts. I'm James, and this is my good friend Alec who's joining me today. He is an expert in hair transplants. What's up, dude? What's up, man? I, uh, uh, I don't think I could ever transplant the beard, though. Did you, there was a show I remember seeing on, I think it was MTV or something called Silent Library, and they did this episode where the whole the whole point of the show was they'll do something weird and you try not to laugh loud, like audibly laugh, and you get money for every minute or something that you cannot laugh. But one of the things they did was like a beard transfer. So they like came, this guy with a huge burly beard comes in and sits next to this group of friends. And they just paint glue on one of the friend's faces. And then they shave this guy's beard and just vacuum transferred it by like blowing onto the other guy's face. That sounds terrible. It sounds gross and funny. And yeah. I, I think they laughed. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know about you, but every time I get like a, a straggler beard hair like oh. on food and in subsequently in my mouth, it it feels like Yeah. It feels like a pube. I don't want another man's beard hair in my mouth. I I don't either. Yeah, I just but don't. I we did I don't want couple, I don't even want my own. I don't like that. We did this a couple episodes ago, and my my webcam's currently out of commission, so you can't see this. Yeah. But an update on 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 three two one beard cast. Yeah, we're up to four inches. Dude, mine is very short these days. I need to. Yeah. I don't know Looks if I good, need though. To. Thank you. I worked hard on it. I I did nothing. <laughs> I trim it every day. Uh, there's like the straggler uh, hairs that stick out. I trim them off. I don't know if you like, do you put anything in your beard to keep it looking so like perfectly um, formed? If I, if I got stuff going on where I need to be talking with people face to face or on camera, I put a little, uh, put a little oil in it. Okay. Maybe uh, run, run the straightener through it. I got this beard straightening comb. It works. Yeah, it works pretty good. Each um, the 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 what are, what are the parts of a comb called? The bristles, the, the teeth, the the tongs, the tangs. Teeth. The teeth. I think they're called teeth. Yeah, I don't like it, but yeah. Uh, a good portion of the teeth on this comb have uh, heating, heating pads on it. Oh, yeah. That's weird, man. Yeah, and it goes. Hey, up you to don't like burn yourself. Degrees now. The tips are plastic, so it you oh, have a you have a barrier, so yeah. you can rub it against your skin, so it feels like you're combing normally. But a little bit farther off your skin is a several hundred degree hot iron. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I would do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I do it a little too soon after getting out of the shower and it like boils off the the, sizzles. (laughs) It sizzles and boils off the water. And then I get like smoke rising through my beard into my nose and shit. And then it gets it stays extra hot and it hurts really bad. So I try to not do that. <laughs> You've got like smoke coming off the beard. Yeah. I should try and I wonder if I can try and take a picture while that's happening so you can see it. Cause it looks like my beard's on fire. Yeah. Once you get a new webcam, a Logitech C920 or razor Keo. I think I'm going to get the razor dude. 
I'll get it right now, dude. I'll go. I'll run out right. I'm gonna. I will. At the end of this session, I will break my webcam in half, and we will have to. I'll have to get another one. And there. Are we you go. gonna do the? Do you do the three? The protection plans? I don't. I don't either. No, I don't think anybody does. I think that's that's what's I, keeping companies. I did. In I did still. once, and I needed to use it. And the fight you go through on what they consider is a manufacturing thing and what's not is ridiculous. Yeah. It's ready within an hour, one left in, in, in my town. You're going to get it from the Best Buy? It's, I mean, I could get it today. I don't know why, but buying something in person to me feels like better, even though Best Buy has a extremely short return window. It feels more real. Yeah. It feels that's tangible. Why, that's, why, that's why I do everything off Amazon, because it doesn't feel like I spent the money. <laughs> uh, if it... <laughs> If somebody sees me swiping my card or handing over that cash, it feels a lot less. It feels a lot worse. Yeah. But if I'm like, oh, I just clicked a button. It's like, yeah, that transaction didn't happen. And I if can worry there, about it later. You know, in retrospect, if there is a reason to choose one over the other, I'm not a very big fan of Razer software. Oh, really? However, Logitech's current software is not even on installed on my computer. So I do have Razer software installed. So maybe that would be a big determining factor. I've got, like I said earlier, I got my Razer mouse, but a Logitech keyboard. The, so the, I do like the Razer mouse, but I don't like any of the software with it. And I think the software that I have is kind of overkill because it does things that my particular mouse doesn't need. Right. Like RGB control. This doesn't have RGB. Well, it does, but... I just pick a static color. I don't need yeah. a pulse on me. Actually, my my Logitech pulses, and I need to change it. Yeah. Well, our microphones both pulse too, which is kind of yeah. Well, I yeah the, the pulsing I kind of it's slow enough that it's not distracting, but I think it's still weird that they're syncing across three hundred miles. Like I I can see on your webcam when it cycles to a certain color, and mine's doing the exact same thing. That is pretty strange. I it, it really gets you into yeah. like a derealization kind of mindset. So yeah, go go Google that. You want me to close my uh, listener? <laughs> you want me to close out my webcam? No, it's all right. It just thanks so much for listening. Weird. That wraps up our discussion. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up our discussion for communist uh, cameras. For communist cameras? Yeah, I mean technically, right? Speaking of communist cameras, that's a that's what are we talking about this week, man? What are we here to discuss? We're talking about the game Submerged Hidden Depths. the delay dude if you had to describe this game if i had to describe this game personally i would say boat climb solve and explore in beautiful ruins of a sunken world a drowned city crumbling tips of skyscrapers stubbornly standing above the waves deserted villages now inhabited by egg enigmatic creatures and beneath the surging ocean awaits an anguished, angry presence. Submerged Hidden Depths is a non-combat, third-person, relaxploration adventure. Set in a sunken ruins of a beautiful world, take on the role of Miku and Taku. These are the first times I've heard their names. 
one cursed with the mysterious power that she wants to use for good, and the other practically doesn't exist. Yeah, that's about sums it up. <laughs> yeah, that's dude. <laughs> that uh, that's I f- I feel like that's what Steam said about it. Yeah. So this is a single player game. It was released in December of 2020. Uppercut Games, Stadia Games Entertainment. Stadia is like a Google thing. I don't know about I Uppercut. So, yeah. yeah. It was on every platform except Wii, right? PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox, and Stadia. So it must have been a Stadia primary game. Yeah. I, it was positive. I really, yeah. It, it, had, it had a pot of... Yeah, positive reviews. Again, Metacritic showing a lot lower than what I'm used to on Steam. So I'm starting to wonder. I'm starting to wonder, is Metacritic maybe the better source of a review number? Because personally, I agree a little bit more with Metacritic on this one. I I do as well. So let's see. Other games we've had a big score differentiation. Inside did poorly on Metacritic, but it did well on IGN. Right. And I feel like Metacritic, well, I don't know. I feel like Inside was a better game than Submerged. Spoiler. I do I do too. I think it was a good experience, but it was I don't know, it wasn't what I was expecting. And I guess <laughs> so yeah. I feel like this happens a lot when we go and do these games and pick them to play. It, there are they're typically already in our library. I know Diablo yeah. is a one-off, but typically we already own these or had access to them. Right before we record and start playing, yeah, I I found this because it was one of my free games on Epic like a while ago. So every Epic launcher every week has one or up to I think three sometimes games, and this was one of them. So it was one hundred percent free to me, and it was just in my library. I'm and, now clicking on Epic to see what the free game this week is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think there was one that looked interesting, but I kind of ignored it. Um, anyway, Sorry. so no. Anyway, I, I we played on our gaming group for a, a couple months, it feels like, the game Raft. Yeah. And this heavily reminded me of Raft from like an aesthetic standpoint. Right. Yes. So I was like, oh, it's going to be like another ocean exploration we're gonna have maybe a little bit of a story some resourcing maybe we'll do some building or something or have like something you know they in the game it had a you could like find upgrades for your boat but i feel like it was just collectibles you didn't actually change your boat at all right well yeah yeah not really okay so it reminded yeah to me i thought when i first saw it the game like the cover the image that you see like the thumbnail of the game yeah. looked really pretty and it looked like it was going to be like a very i like games that take place on the ocean or you know on the high seas and stuff like that so i had a pretty good feeling about it initially but man it uh didn't really deliver as much as i was hoping i think i fall in that same boat with you on that type of um uh, uh setting you know i yeah <laughs> Let's have an Assassin's Creed counter. Assassin's Creed Black Flag, one of my favorites. I really want to play that. Slap it on my BL, dude. Yeah. Going to going to Raft, same thing. We really enjoyed that. It had a building aspect. Um, I've got this was on my backlog. I've also got a like I think two others that are primarily you're out on the open ocean in some form doing mostly exploration and then another kind of mechanic. There's another one, I forget how to say it, but it's like, it's spelled T apostrophe C-H-A-I, I think. 
and that one's on my on my list as well. It was another free game that I got a while ago, and similar thing. You're going to be exploring and all that, so I, I definitely like that that genre, that setting, if you will. Yeah, I I don't know if that's just because we both kind of grew up near water, maybe, maybe, or if it's just kind of an appealing windbound thing. was another one. Windbound, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, was there was like another game. Oh, dude, life. Sea of yeah. Thieves. I played that a ton. Sea of Thieves, yeah, dude, Doesn't yeah. every boy like pirate stuff, though? Like, I isn't that so. like it's probably what it was? Really, I think it's that 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 sense of like freedom and being yeah. able to do what the fuck you want. Yeah, you could just drink too much and puke on your friend, kind of thing. <laughs> Play the hurdy gurdy. Yeah. yeah, dude. I was gonna say, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay, you played it. You played it on your Steam Deck. A 100% on the Steam Deck. and it So was that really the first great. game that you really got to play on your Steam Deck? Yes, it was. And you played it through Epic Launcher, which is cool, too. Yes. I so, had to go well. through a whole... Um, one thing that's really good about the Steam Deck is there are a ton of community posts and forums and amazing steps on how to install this stuff that's not on Steam. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, it, I think the whole setup took maybe 20 minutes and then i was i was playing which yeah which i was so surprised how easy it was but yeah 100 on steam deck it ran for what it was it ran very well yeah and i That's had, a, cool, I had a good time with it i'm glad that you because i actually i the only non steam deck non steam native game that i've actually played on my deck is diablo 4 which again there's a couple hoops but it was easy to figure it out I haven't I've only ever played Steam games and that. So it was cool that the Epic Launcher, the way you installed it worked well for you. Mm-hmm. Cause I haven't had that experience yet. Yeah. You had to go through I forget what the thing the things were, but I think I think you mentioned on the previous Steam stream it was um like Proton or something. I had to um, Yeah. Anyway, I had to I had to find, download, and enable a couple different programs, yeah, and go through and have. I think there were some scripts that ran and stuff. It was um, anyway. It was it was it was it was a lot easier than I thought. But I I found a guide that like ran me through every single step, like with pictures and screenshots and stuff. It was very very well done. There's also a lot of YouTube videos that show yeah. all that stuff too. I've I've had a lot of videos on YouTube that just kind of explain the whole process and you can see them actively doing it. So there's no hold up, you just right. pause the video. So I guess this would be a good time to talk about the worst thing that's ever happened to me. My Steam Deck broke. Yeah. So yeah. what's what's the what's the word? It's already been RMA'd and back to Valve, right? Yeah, so it arrived back to Valve yesterday. I haven't heard any update on it at all, but it arrived yesterday afternoon. So I'm assuming they'll start getting into processing it and everything. It sounds like it takes about two weeks generally. So I'm guessing whenever they get into diagnosing it, it'll be pretty quick. What happened was it seemed, I thought it was brought on by an update, but then I reverted the update and it didn't seem to be that. I Mm -hmm. think that my B button, which functions like as a back button, was like just constantly firing at a random speed, like always Uh, on or always off. And it wouldn't work. Like I couldn't actually hit B to back out of things. So I don't know if it was like overloadingly spamming it. But then when I thought it was a software issue, I tried to revert back to factory reset and it with it constantly spamming the back button during that it almost <laughs> i thought it was going to brick my steam deck because 
again, I wasn't aware that it was spamming the B button. I just right, knew that right. the B button wasn't working and neither was the steam and, and the like three dot button, whatever that is, the option right, menu. Right. So I thought the problem was different. So when I went to factory reset it, I think it screwed up the factory reset because the B button was spamming. And I thought I bricked my deck. And then like I'm ta- I'm texting you about it. Like, yeah, it seems like my Steam Deck broke and it bricked or whatever. And then it just turns on and it actually did factory reset after being like I just set it down and I'd given up on it. And then like 15 minutes later, it like turned on again on its Man. own. So I don't know. We'll see how I, I have pretty good confidence in the RMA process. It seems like it was still under warranty. It seems like other people have had luck with it, too. Right. I know right. it wasn't water damage. I know it wasn't, you know, I keep everything very clean. So I know there wasn't mm-hmm. anything. And I'm not I didn't even use it that that much. So right, right. I think it was just a faulty, maybe a faulty book chipset or something like that. And it's also right. had a couple other things occur randomly the steam button it sometimes wouldn't work until i reset it i thought that's what was going on this time but mm-hmm. you know i talking keeping on the conversation about the steam deck and i might bring this up at the episode where this is relevant but we've been talking about another game to play yeah and possibly record soon but I, I was running through that and i tried docking the steam deck for the first time yeah i did run into an issue where i couldn't get a Bluetooth control to work. But anyway, the, the part to call out is I was playing a, when I was playing, I was playing a game through steam on my steam deck docked. And when I, a Xbox controller, I got another screen that came up on the steam deck saying, Hey, we know you're using a controller. That's not steam. And it gave me basically a little prompt saying like, here are here's the Steam Deck buttons. Here's what Xbox should look like. Here's what Nintendo should look like. Here's what PlayStation should look like. And it was like, if it asks you to hit this button, look at your controller and you'll see which button corresponds to that. And I just thought it was kind of a like a nice little testament to how Valve is kind of taking into account the player experience. Yeah. That screen would never exist on Xbox or on PlayStation because no. it wants you to use, use native software and native um, equipment. Hardware, but yeah. If, yeah, but Valve's like, hey, I know you're going to be possibly using something that is got different button layout, so hey, this might help out. And I, I thought that was really cool, and I showed that to my wife, and she didn't quite understand why. She's I was like, so okay. <laughs> She's like, okay, what, what's, the, what's the deal? I don't understand. But anyway. I, I agree with really that. Cool. Yeah, I want to. I want to dive more into not now, but when you get time, I want to figure out this Bluetooth thing because I, if if that's something that's wrong with your Steam Deck for whatever reason, I want mm-hmm. that needs to be taken care of as soon as possible because that yeah, sucks. I, that warrant that limits headphone use, controller use. That, I, that's a big I, problem. I connected my Bluetooth headphones to it. Fine. The I tried mm-hmm. using Xbox the Xbox controller that came with my Series S. And at USBs, fine. Yeah. Um, when I went to do strictly uh, uh, Bluetooth. wireless Bluetooth, it says it 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 recognized it, but when when I unplugged it, it didn't know. And it the controller tried going back to my Xbox, even though my Xbox was like turned off. So I saw some Reddit posts from a while ago. I might yeah. need to like plug in my Xbox controller to my pc and try to look at some updates for it 
Yeah, so, there was. I remember I bought a brand new Xbox controller for my wife, and it didn't register on the Steam Deck because the firmware had to be updated. Right. But then I had a couple issues actually updating the firmware. I wasn't able to do it on my PC. I had to use her brand new Windows 11 laptop. So hopefully... Interesting. Well, funny enough, I just upgraded my laptop to Windows 11. Okay, so theoretically, you should have no issues with that. But I do remember brand new out of the box. It didn't work. Updated firmware, and it was fine. But then I also have the Elite Series 2 controller, Mm. and it worked out of the box. I upgraded the firmware, and it did not work anymore on the Steam Deck, and I had to revert the firmware right these are like nightmare scenarios that aren't really that probably the age of the controller because that controller in my living room right now i've had it for a couple of years now you know in theory if you plugged it into the xbox it would update right well yeah it's it's but it's updating for the xbox i think it's i think whatever firmware is going to it i would assume it's going to patch it or do something so it will be registered on a linux device i think that's where the issue is but your PC is not Linux. Correct. But, I don't but again, know, man. yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to figure it out later. So you played it on steam deck. So I played it on steam <laughs> deck and I, for the steam deck, because it was the, 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 the quote unquote relaxpiration tag that this game was given. Yeah. I, I think it worked really well because you, you mean you, you've said you do this with games. You'll like play, as you're going to bed and, and stuff like that, this would perfect for that. Right. I could just, there was no, there was no combat. There was no, um, there was no difficult controls. It wasn't a difficult game by any means, but it was really nice to have something that you could really relax on. Yeah. So I, I did like the, I, I have some issues with the game, but for <laughs> like a play experience, I think it was fine. I think it was good. Yeah. So I was originally, that's, yeah, it, it's a good before bed kind of game. I agree with that. I didn't have my Steam Deck because it broke. But when I sent it out, the same day I went to a store and I bought a, upon, on, on your suggestion, probably half as a joke, I bought a Backbone. Yep, yep. Which was, it's, dude, it's surprisingly a really good experience. I don't yeah, notice I mean, any your phone's lag. doing all the processing power. Not entirely. I mean, no? it's I'm using Steam Link, the app. Mm-hmm. So my PC has to be on and I have to be on my home network. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's a tiny bit of lag associated with that. But like my network at home is pretty good. And I have, you know, mesh Wi-Fi or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. Every once in a while, I'd get like a little hiccup. And again, this game is not a complicated game. So yeah, so I think with those, even with that little bit of lag or latency, I'm sure it would be fine with this particular game. Yeah, the latency, I never really felt like there was latency unless there was like a hiccup, which happened maybe like 10 times in the entire playthrough of this game. Mm -hmm. Dude, I really think the backbone is if you have a decent gaming PC and you don't want to buy a Steam Deck and you don't plan on ever leaving the house. If you have a more modern phone, I think the backbone is a really good option for people just using steam link the app yeah i thought about getting one for the wife but i she she already has enough trouble just playing games in general but she's always on her phone and she does a lot of like idle phone games so i think my 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 thought process was like oh if she's already playing with her phone 
she could throw the backbone on there and it's basically like opening an app and then she could swipe over to like deal with text messages or something. So I thought about maybe getting her one, but well, I wonder if it's a native phone game, if it, like an idle native phone game, if it even would support a backbone controller. True. True. Yeah. She's got like an off brand Samsung. Like it's not like it's, it's technically a galaxy, but it's not like ever one that you hear about. <laughs> It's, it's oh, like one yeah. of the super yeah. super base model Samsungs. Anyhow, well, I don't, but it, yeah, but it I performed don't. it performed well. <laughs> it stood up to the test. The only thing that sucks about it is they are for mine. I using an iPhone. I had to buy the iPhone specific one. Yeah, and that kind of sucks because I think we we just talked about this. I think that the next iPhone might be either wireless entirely. Mm-hmm. or USB-C and therefore this thing is now yep. pointless because I will either sell I will get money for my current phone either way I'll either sell it right. or use it as a trade-in or something that kind of sucks I mean it's a cool device but I want to be able to use it you know it's not like mm-hmm. a controller you just hang on the wall and you take down if you want to play Sega like it's meant for a specific phone to do specific things so if right, that's the right. case it will be pointless but luckily, I don't know how any I don't care how anybody feels about this. I will still be within the return window when they announce the next phone. So I can oh, make go. that determination if I want yeah. to be a dirtbag. Was there any did the backbone have any particular like software you had to download or was it plug and play? Uh it might have been it might have been plug and play, but there is a software associated with it. It mm-hmm. they try to sell you on this like ten dollar a month backbone plus oh, good Lord. thing. Which allows you to have like a little bit of like a social media platform associated with using it, like achievements or something. You can track what your right. friends are doing. Uh, nah, fuck but that. It might have been plug and play. I don't know. Like if a game would just detect it. Mm-hmm. But it was, a. I mean, it was pretty seamless to get it going. And the only thing, if I can complain about it, that I would say is annoying. There is a backbone specific button that opens the backbone app. So right. you can, I guess, view what your friends are doing. It is where I think the start button should be. If I'm going to uh, pause a game, I will hit it, and it will take me to a different app entirely, and then I have to like swipe to the other. I mean, let me guess. I would, I would assume right-hand side on that side of the controller. Yeah, just under right-hand. the analog stick. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. And then that same button that I don't even fucking like being there also lights up when it's charging. So if I'm playing in bed before I go to sleep... It's like the brightest red button lit up, like pulsating. Right. It, like it's, it's literally, I mean, it's actually brighter than my screen when I'm Oof. trying to go to sleep. It's, it's insane. It's fucking crazy. It's a deal breaker. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it's I, oh man. Yeah. And also, it's not compatible with phone cases, which I always, I always keep a case on my phones. Yep, yep. So the first thing I do is I take my phone out of the case, backbone up, and then, that's how my phone charges for the night. I'm surprised they didn't. Well, it would be weird because they would have to have like an extra long yeah, USB, they, they and then to, also all phone cases are so different. Like right. there's thickies. I, mine. I just boys. got. I just got the OtterBox. I think it's called like the, the Defender, but it's the one that's fully like thick um, AF. It's thick as fuck, and it has triples a, the weight. A cover over the charging port to make it somewhat water resistant. I don't like so those. like I have to like yeah. peel that back to plug something in and then it would rub up against the cord and all that. So there's no way you could get a s- snake a backbone no. on there. No. no. And that's why they do it. But 
That's so. it makes sense. But imagine if you, you know, had to take your entire I feel like phone, my phone would off. be. Yeah, I don't know how big the backbone is, but my Galaxy S23 Ultra might be too big. I mean, most like phone holders and stuff don't even fit this thing. Well, like phone, like yeah, phone also that phone, stuff. yeah, the Samsung phones are really long and skinny. It's kind of like, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. I like a phone to, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, everybody. I like the iPhone's proportion screen ratio size. I've mm. used both. I, mm. I, I, I'm very mm. proficient in Android and and ios but i have to use an iphone for my job Sorry, you know guys. i think if apple didn't lock me out of my apple tv because i didn't have an available apple product to reset my password i probably would have gone to them you have an I apple got, tv i have i have an i have the application the service oh. apple tv and i forgot my password because we oh, like Jesus. Ted Lasso. We watch it for one fucking show. When the show ended, <laughs> I canceled the fucking thing because there's nothing else on there for me. Yeah. I basically tried recovering it. I couldn't get, I didn't have an Apple device that I could use. It made me wait. It said, we are, it, I got an email. We are going to email you in 14 days, not within 14 days. <laughs> We're going to email you in 14 days at this time. And then God. you can use that link to recover your account. You what will get a message you're... to your Apple yeah. Watch in which I want you to respond using your AirPod Pro Max. It's it's so stupid. It's yeah. so stupid. I uh, Apple can eat it. I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I, don't, I don't like it. Yeah. Anyway, they're they're really nasty about that. This is no longer a video game podcast. This is only no, it's about not. Technology. What are we? <laughs> Brother oh, Alec, my friend. Did you know this is a fucking sequel? <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. This is this. We played the second game without yeah. playing the first game. Yep. I feel sick inside. I knew it's that. I found from. that out um, after I beat it. But what? yeah, there's a game called Submerged. And <gasps> no. Yeah. So it's a third person combat free game. But yeah, I just thought that was pretty funny. It also kind of, I mean, it looks almost like the same game, but. Are we sure Hidden Depths isn't like the pro version or like the one that had the DLCs included kind of bullshit? I think it's different because in this game, even the boat looks different and uh, oh. top, it, it's a sequel. The, the little boy is is younger. He's like a, a true boy. <sighs> so no. it doesn't matter. It's a $20 game. I would never pay. To no. Look. I but, mean, after playing the second one, I would not pay twenty bucks for that first one because no, it's gonna I, be it's, yeah. it's gonna be inherently worse. Yeah, well, dude, it's kind of crazy oh, wow. to say, but just looking at the videos of the first game, it almost looks like they had more features in it, kind of, or it maybe look the graphics aren't as good, but the game looks like it might have been uh, like more. Expanded. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm looking at pictures now. I see what they're. It looks. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, this is I crazy though because it's first, definitely not marketed as a sequel. No, it's not. I think if I had played Submerged first, I maybe would have appreciated Hidden Depths more. I don't even know if I would have, but I, well, I only feel be, like only it, because. So I'm looking. The thumbnail I'm looking at is the one where the the whale is coming out of the same, water. Yeah. Look, and you see that like overgrowth on him. Yeah. On it, 
And then when we go over to Submerged Hidden Depths, every animal is like 100% plant growth. So it's showing that like that that it's showing where it started versus where it ended, which is what we yeah. played. So I, I like that kind of stuff where the the environment's telling more of the story. Um, but other than that, it all looks just like a less polished version of what we played. I agree. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's funny, um, though. I, it's mm. just it's odd that they made a sequel of that game at all because yeah. it just doesn't really. I don't know. Huh. It's fun. I, I, I thought that was really funny because I, I know that you like to play games in the order that they come out in. And I know this one. I do. Free, and it didn't say it wasn't submerged two. it was submerged. Right. It could have been submerged to hidden depths. And then that's a bad, bad marketing on their part because they probably could have gotten more people to buy. Yeah, because we game. We've done this a few times like. I, what would be one like inside versus limbo? I heard yeah. and learned about inside first, but then when I did some research for the podcast, I was like, "Oh, limbo came out first, so I'm going to go buy limbo, yeah, and play it." And that so you know yeah so they they marketing let them let them down, yeah. So okay, let me. I wonder if the if the first game was actually a Stadia exclusive like a stadia game well it's you know? uh, it looks like it initially came out back in 2015 so i don't know how old stadia so is merged. yeah first game see what it was originally released on because if it was i it was ios microsoft windows playstation 4 xbox one ios and switch that kind of lends to something i wanted to say about this game i know we're kind of jumping hard down into the gameplay of it Right. This game felt to me, I would describe it as either like a God, I'm such an asshole, dude. I am feel like I would describe this game as feeling like a college student's very well polished like end of the year project. <laughs> or the hi- hidden depths four, of the first one. Hidden We're depths. talking about hidden hidden depths. Yeah. Or like a a fucking mobile game it felt like a mobile game to me like something that yeah. was just iphone or whatever so it coming out as from stadia games made sense to me and then seeing that like it was on all these platforms including ios mm-hmm. kind of makes me wonder if the original game was essentially made submerged yeah. was made by a team of former bioshock developers really again very uh, kind of strange that they picked like cities out in the middle of the water like hmm. you know that people just love they love getting wet man hey guys editing alec here wanted to jump in real quick and update you on some things we've got going on first off there's an extended version of this episode available on our new patreon page all the extra banter tangents and off-topic rants we inevitably go on oh and it was actually available last week that's right for a dollar a month you'll be able to get our episodes a week early and they'll be bigger than big daddy himself you can find them at patreon.com slash 321 backlog we're going to start with this episode and all game discussion episodes moving forward also, while you're tracking down our extra content, consider giving us a follow on our socials, 321Backlog on TikTok, Instagram, and whatever Twitter happens to be called this week. All right, so to recap, check out our Patreon, our socials, and we'll get back to the episode. Well, let's talk a little bit more about, before we get into like how we took the story and, and yeah. gameplay and all that, just to run through, how did you like the graphics overall? It was a good looking game, dude. It really was. It was... Yeah. 
I uh, playing it on my phone, it looked perfect. Like, it, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it was it. It was visually very appealing. The water was cool. I wish you could. There was if you tilted the camera up, you could look down into the water a little bit. And I only did right. that like near the end of my playthrough. But it was visually a very nice game. I liked the colors when it got dark and the flowers would light up and the like. I'm a sucker for a dark room with bright colors in it, like neon yeah, iridescent yeah. colors. That looked really good. It was graphically there. I don't really think I have. I mean, I put an eight out of 10 on it, but I guess for the art style, I guess you could say it was a 10 out of 10 because it looked good and it, it the frame rate was solid and everything. Would you? Yeah, agree? I think I think the because of the the verbiage you used, I think the art style was a 10 out of 10 the how it was executed graphically i think was a little bit lower so there were there were some times where like water's tricky right to, to animate and make yeah. digital so some of the some of the collisions it had with some of the environment was a little off i didn't notice it you know if if i had some issues with and i think the bigger your screen gets that you're playing this you're going to notice these things more but you know, if you, when when you're looking at the characters and their hair moves or their head moves, it just looks like they're wearing a hair helmet, or the jewelry and stuff on her wrist just collides with things. Just little things like that. You're right. I'm gonna give it a fucking yeah. seven. <laughs> but no, I think I think the the art style was really really good. It's just yeah. some of that stuff was a little bit difficult to execute. Um, the term that the kids I mean, they weren't janky. They were they weren't using you like Unreal Engine by any means. So it was. Yeah, a little, a little lower in quality. Dude, were there, they but... though? Because I think they might have used Unreal Engine for this. Oh, were they? Does, can we find that out? Yeah, like, Jamie, can you look been, that up? I've been, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of uh, Little Nightmares, and that I think does. Uh, um, okay, let's see here. Unreal Engine. Oh, dude. 4. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, fuck. Fuck. Scrap it. What were you gonna say? Quick, uh, quick backlog builders for a moment. It'll probably be gone by the time this airs, but Assassin's Creed Valhalla is $14 on Epic. It's one of their deals of the week. I wonder if it would be the same price. Uh, Valhalla? Valhalla, yeah. The Viking one. I haven't oh, finished it yet. It's, it's, yeah, it's a pretty good game. I just haven't finished it yet. What? Yeah. Wow, very a... mixed reviews on um, on Steam. They were starting to get back into what Assassin's Creed games are. Yeah. But they're they didn't want a hard pivot because they went Origins, which was good, which was good, borderline. Then they got into Odyssey, which was like a big one eighty, and they had to come back and make it more assassiny. So they started bringing in the Vikings, but it had a good mix of like your typical like combat. fighter fighter yeah. combat and then assassin stuff. So they're Dude, they're what? trying to slowly bring it back and. Who the fuck isn't a sucker for like like Viking mythology stuff? Yeah, and they, and I think they were also piggybacking off of the Successful. the Norse mythology craze that's been yeah. happening over the yep. last couple of years. Yep. You know, Marvel's got it. This has got it. Um, uh, God of War, God of War has got it. it. Yeah. There's several TV shows. Uhtred, son of Uhtred. So there's ton, <laughs> tons of. I am Uhtred, son of Uhtred. <laughs> I am Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Dude, I love I love saying anytime someone asks me to do something, you just give them the Uhtred response of like, I will do no such thing. <laughs> like, they're like, can you do the dishes? I will do no such thing. Oh, man. 
such a good show. Shit. It was I liked that show. It was yeah. It, it was a little it was a little rough if you binged it. So, some 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 TV shows are not bingeable because it gets really repetitive. Yeah, uh, that one guy was was borderline. But destiny is all. <laughs> Did the Borat? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Graphics who, sucked. Who, who is in our chat right now? <laughs> what is that picture? I don't know. That was like one of the images that I saw on for the webcam. Oh my god! And I was just like, "Yeah, that that can, that can be our that can be our Jamie." I love posting pictures of people's faces on reviews for things because they just they'll like I don't know. It's the thing I've always done. Oh man, what would Tommy Tallarico do, man? Tommy Tallarico would ask about the sound quality of this game. It was fine. I don't know. The music was good, right? The music yes. was okay. I kind of yeah. feel like they, again, this is somebody's college project right at the end of the year for graphic design. I feel like they bought a package of music from somebody. Right. And they got like three songs and they're like, we got to fucking use them all and we got to use them a lot and we got to make it work. <laughs> and it's going to be, it's going to be an eight out of 10. None of the songs were unpleasant. None of the sound quality was bad. It fit the relaxing vibe. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. I feel like there's, dude, I, yeah, there's so little to say about it. I kind of feel bad. And, and it's surprising because you can go on Steam and you know how they have extras for games. You can buy the soundtrack for like 20 bucks. Yeah. I'll fucking which is crazy. Get right on that, dude. Yeah. It's, it's a $12. <laughs> and then the last thing before the, the actual game itself. Dude, I um, can't wait to talk about this. Voice acting. If you're a fan of Linda Garrett, the viola player, then you would you were the target audience for this. Who in the uh, hell is soundtrack. that? She played the viola for this game. I don't know, man. That's I'm just reading the soundtrack here. Oh my god! The song, dude, dude, what? There were 32 tracks for this game. That's that's surprising. I heard. I honestly heard two songs. <laughs> but I guess there was like maybe a little jingle here and there. I think it was supposed to be seamless so sure. you know if you're on the on the water and then you go do one of the little puzzles it's supposed to kind of ease into it make you would feel you say relaxed. you're you're now converted into being a huge fan of jeff van dick all the time that's the yeah so voice acting i'm excited about acting, this i you better fucking hate it i didn't like it <laughs> dude, so yes i had the same problem with Ori in the Blind Forest. Yes, dude. I'm so glad you said it. Because if you said it was fine at all, if you had anything, don't say anything good about it. <laughs> I the, the people that were in the booth saying these words, quote unquote, words and sounds in their recording studio, they sounded fine. However, sure. the problem I had is that they're not speaking. I say English because I speak and understand English, but it's not that it was English. They're not speaking a language that I understand when they're in a world where I'm seeing buildings with English words on them. Yeah. And that's where I was confused. And if I actually was annoyed, I'm not even kidding. I was actually, it annoyed. was, Go on. it was really, it was really frustrating because they're having conversations between the two characters and stuff. And they're speaking it like, and if, if they had said, Hey, they're, they're speaking fucking I don't know, Greek, just something. Right. Yeah. I, I, w I would have been fine with it because the because the story places them from a certain area. That's that's fine. I'm just I'm wanting it's the same thing with Star Wars and any non Earth based media. It just assumes 
that we can understand the common language that's being spoken. We can all play pretend that they're speaking something that is not English. But for for the gameplay, I would rather not have subtitles and I would rather hear that instead of just like somebody going, Usha, busha, wisha, you know, just uh, just gibberish. Okay, but was it gibberish or did it... I don't know. And if it actually dude. is a language, I'm going to cut a lot of this. <laughs> no, it was, I no, here's this, dude, it was a language. What was it? And this is why it annoyed me. It was, it was so close to English. Did you not notice that? You know, I, I feel it like it was I like, it see... was like a heavy, dude, it was like a heavy speech impediment or something. Uh, hidden depths language dude it was like a heavy speech impediment on the english language like i think there was a part where you get out of the boat and miku that's the girl tells taku that's the boy to Mm -hmm. stay here but she says like it's like yeah it's almost english and it's like just fucking use english like it doesn't nichegamer.com when starting submerged hidden depths you're presented with some exposition text and a brief cutscene, and then you're jumping right into the game two siblings speak in a made-up language but i found it odd that they would occasionally say a word or two in english yeah like, it was like to that, me it honestly sounded like i had i feel like, like they, they had uh like they ate a really hot bowl of soup the day before and they <laughs> both had like severe tongue they, burns in but they're like we degree, have to go on this journey in some degree they paid for yeah, a voice actor for two Just, of them just say but the they language. had to go through the extra de- development time and all that to make up a fake up fake thing to speak just just use an existing language dude and again, maybe they didn't it pay doesn't that have much. maybe not <laughs> you know it what doesn't I mean? have to be english you could, if they spoke spanish or yeah. french i wouldn't care it's just i need i need a real non-fantasy language that's my argument. maybe maybe they just maybe they did want english and the person they paid they just really got the they went on fiverr <laughs> they went on fiverr and they just took the cheapest bid and the guy was like still here i got that no problem and that's what the the language they came up with okay five dollars okay i hated the voice acting man (laughs) i if the game didn't have sound in it at all i i would have preferred to just mute it and not yeah if i I would have even been fine if they didn't do if they went like more of a Zelda, a traditional Zelda route where it, at most you get some grunts and noises versus a fully fake language. Yeah. I like I, I, I think subtitles with no fake fantasy language is better than this fake weird made up BS they had. So same Ori thing with Ori. Ori did it better because it Ori did it better because it, it sounded like fucking job of the hut. It sounded yeah. like a thing I was somewhat familiar with. Yeah, in, in familiar with as in I heard it before, but it wasn't a real language. I yeah. just I want a real language for a game that's being played in the real world. Like we're we're yeah. I don't know the lore of this game, but maybe they like lost the ability to speak the language. Maybe their tongues are water. You know, we don't you know, know over if they're time, even humans. Maybe they maybe. sleep with their tongue in the water and it absorbs <laughs> a lot of water. You know, it, it, and if they would have, I don't know. I still think it would have hit differently. No, sorry. I think it would have been the same argument if it was like, oh, this is set hundreds of years in the future. And the English language is lost. Yeah, and they're descended from somewhere. But it's just that's so unnecessary for a game this size. It's a small little game. I think it just would have been better if they just didn't have 
voice acting, honestly. Or just, you know, speak the language. Speak a, I agree. I hate it. A language. It doesn't have to be English. I just say English because I speak English and I understand English. If they want to put Spanish and have subtitles, I'm totally fine with that. I might get a, a word or two that I know, but I just want something rooted in the real world because the person that's consuming this media is someone that lives in the real world. Playing. Let's talk about the fucking gameplay. God dude. damn it. Oh, <laughs> right. uh, so, my blood pressure just went up. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the gameplay, dude. I put a couple notes in here about just things I, I generally noticed. It's There's a lot of collectibles in this game. Yes, there are. The gameplay mechanics. Did How long did it take you to realize that every single city landmark that you had to go to was basically in the shape of a clock? I think about when I got maybe 30% through. So I think I had maybe yeah. four, four or five that I had gotten through. And, and I started realizing realize, like, I just yeah. have to go to this, this corner to get the next yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I knew you would figure that out. That's why I asked like how long it took. Not, did you notice? Oh was, yeah. No, yeah. no. It, I, 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 at first I thought it was going to be like a, you come across them randomly, kind of like raft, maybe a procedurally generated, map but nope it was just a a static map you just had to go in a circle did you have a did you have a favorite landmark that you went to i think the ones i enjoyed the most were ones that had a mixture of not a mixture but it had it had multiple sections so yeah and i can't think of the names of any like I remember there was like a cruise ship and a couple big buildings but there's one in particular that you had to like get back in the boat yeah once we had to get back in the boat and you you had like phases of it i I liked those i liked ones that showed like immense height so like the skyscraper ones were really cool because you would kind of you would get on this like little pulley system elevator and go really really high in the air and then once it finished loading you could like see a bunch of stuff like on the map that that was kind of cool. So I like the ones that went really really high. They but I mean once you start walking through them, it all kind of felt the same. You know, it yeah. there, again, there was no combat. I thought there was going to be when I first started hitting those like vine-looking people, which yeah. are like vine statues almost. Yeah. Sure. It, it was it was a little funky. So I, for for setup cuz it it's not a super complicated thing. Like the world is being overgrown by like plant life but there's also like a corruption it's clearly a bad plant right yeah so i I think the plant's fine it's it's green and nice and all that but there's like a bunch of corruption that's kind of come through and you're essentially going around and unhooking like the heart of this i i kind of i kind of looked at it like they were like batteries or dude almost was that yeah dude this game had no fucking story yeah it was it was very abstract and, <laughs> and again, i think a it had, story section i think notes? i i don't know why i think this had more of a story <laughs> than limbo again off of the gameplay Did it, there though? was yeah there was i mean it might have been a little weird but i think there was there was something there the, okay. the you've got characters that are having conversations so you've got story in their relationship you've got yeah. story in the world by like the different stay hell animals and creatures (laughs) animals and creatures that are in the world so you're seeing what the life looks like so yes there is there is stuff there so i noticed every time that you grab i called them seeds 
right? They yeah, yeah. That would every time you grabbed accurate. a seed, you were removing it from a technology, like human yes. technology. Yes. Is this like we already lost the world because of our technological advancements, and then people are randomly trying to go back? Like the plants are what's keeping people alive, or something. And then people were like, oh, let's hook up the, let's plug in the telephone, see what happens and use the seed as energy. And then by doing that, maybe that caused like each city to fail. I don't know because there's no fucking explanation. I think the, the, the cities had already failed. Yes. And you had the survivors of whatever the world was. And I think they were using these seeds as like, I kind of thought of them as like batteries, but I think the constant use was causing this corruption. So they were trying to make it, they were trying, how I took it is they were using these seas as like batteries to power the tech they once had. And it was causing that like corruption to backfeed into nature. Yeah. So what she was doing was going and removing it and then severing that link to the, what corruption it had. After everybody was already dead. Yes. Yeah. Something happened and everyone kind of like got stuck in time because everybody was like these weird plant like they were like plant like like uh, almost like to me, I kind of interpreted it as like images, images like memories, memories. Thank you. Yeah. So it kind of like um, like when a nuke goes off and you can still see the person's shadow. It's yeah, like a big like bad that. thing. Ha- yeah, I don't like it either. A big bad thing <laughs> happened, and you have this like plant life echo yeah. of of what the what the person was. Okay, and yeah, it was creepy I, too because when that. you walk yeah. up to them, they started moving slightly. Yeah, which creeped me out at first, but I was like, oh, because I thought I was going to like start a combat encounter, but it was just like a little 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 memory of right. them still living, which was kind of cool. So Did that's you... kind of the setup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, did you did you did you get the collectibles? It was a big part. I got part some of, of them. The, yeah. I got some of them. I found a couple that were, you know, every time you find one, it's like, oh, here's a journal entry, or here's a a boat upgrade, which didn't do anything. The boat upgrade gave you a little bit longer time on your like turbo mode. Oh, that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, did you? So, <laughs> all right. Cool. Yeah, that that was that was the only thing that was useful in the whole game, really. To make the game end faster. Yeah, that sounds so <laughs> weird. But I noticed that I averaged like two diaries and three clothing items per segment about. And I also noticed that at some point I would see them and they were very clearly out in the open, and I would just ignore them because I felt very early on, I realized they're pointless. I wish the diary entries helped piece the story together a little bit, but yeah, they don't. Yeah. They're just cool. It, and that's a huge flaw with this game because this game needs that. That's all that it that's really all it needs is just a little bit of more story. A, a little yeah, a little a little bit more, which can be done with diary entries and like static information that you can get yeah. through like menus and yeah, stuff. It's a relaxing game. Turn it I into think the like one a thing I enjoyed yeah for sure i think the one thing i enjoyed the most and one comment i wanted to make on the podcast specifically was i liked the different animals you would you yeah. would kind of come up and see that that i thoroughly enjoyed it's funny and i, I liked it because yeah. of dungeons and dragons because for those that are familiar with that game i am the DM typically when I run those games, I run them and all that. This game was giving me huge ideas for like 
a campaign area. So, so, so I started this game thinking it was like raft and you were going to have one thing. And then it turned into like, I'm getting like tons of ideas for just ideas to use for a completely different type of game. Cool. So that, I that, didn't that get I inspired at all. <laughs> I was getting, yeah, I was getting inspiration for, yeah. for Dungeons and Dragons Dude, that's for cool. like plant animals and just like a whole area that has like, it'd be really good for like druids and stuff that are very nature based and you have like this corruption and stuff. That would be so cool for a campaign arc. That's what I, I pulled from this game. So thank you submerged. Thank you. <laughs> D- thank you. Uppercut any, games. any DMS that haven't played this yet, go, go play this game with the, with your, your DM hat on and you'll get some really cool stuff. Do you Anywho. remember, do you remember how many aminals you found? Um, um, Theo Vaughn, I found, <laughs> I found, let's see, there was frogs, penguins, dolphins, whales, bears, I think deer, I found, I found 11, there were frogs, see. did you say frogs? I think squirrels? I said frogs, oh, I, yep, squirrels, bears, bears, birds, there were several toads, birds. there was an alligator, I think, oh, I there were some birds, that. yeah, I but I think there was, there was multiple birds, there was like, um, a pelican and something else, um, I don't know if okay I got all with... of them, but I got I got a handful. I got maybe ten-ish. Yeah. The clothing items and the diaries were a waste of time because yep. they didn't you actually I think you could change your clothes, but who cares? Really? Yeah. That, that Dude, I know. literally didn't even notice that there was a character in the game. If that makes sense, I feel like I was just gan- the game had you know what this so... game felt like this game sorry to cut you off. This game okay. felt like one of those demos you yeah. get when you get a console. Like yeah. if this was if if Valve, listen up. You could like this would be a great hey demo for for your Steam Deck. It, it it functioned great. There wasn't really any worthwhile content. It was just a thing to show that how the controls oh, worked. Man, dude. There wasn't really any worthwhile <laughs> content aside from the DM comments for Dungeons oh. and Dragons. That's all I got from it. So. This would be a good. I would let my my son play this because he doesn't need to know any deeper meaning or like find anything. Do you it's, think your son would play it? Do you think he would yeah, actually maybe. care enough to finish this game? Probably not. That's it, what may, I mean, maybe, dude. There's maybe. no. There's no. You know what, dude? I I I'm ripping this game apart, and I'm sorry, Rick Van <laughs> Dick, because I know you put your heart and soul into the soundtrack, but <laughs> it's it sounded fine. The only <laughs> that's not even his I don't think that's his name, dude. <laughs> I think the only reason that I felt good about finishing this game was one, I knew it was a short game, and two, it was easy enough that I didn't feel inconvenienced to play it. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I, I would I think I would on like if, if I would probably have returned the game very quickly if I had that option. I found I 11 out of like, 20 animals. They were fine. I didn't 20? mind finding the, there were 20 animals. It told wow. you every time you found them. I didn't mind the animals because they had a cool little animation and I like yeah. animals. It's like, what other animals are there going to be? Can I see a manatee or a walrus or something? There might've been a walrus, but yeah, that was that. I, I don't think, is there anything else to say? We, can we talk about the ending? Yeah. So, well, there's like a pre ending. Can we, we'll back up a little bit at I was some say point. Something. I forgot what it was. What, what were you saying? animals anyway yeah the the oh that's what it was sorry i wonder if some of those animals were basically you're you played mostly like 90 percent of the game as the sister 
but then some of these other smaller locations, you would pop out as the boy, as the brother, and kind of do them. I wonder if some of those smaller locations had more animals and more stuff. I, again, it's more of the same, but for the animals specifically, because again, that was like probably the coolest thing to look at. Uh, right. I wonder if there were more of those. But there you were would 20 do animals, and yeah. I think I found every animal in each of the main city areas, and Same. then there were like some birds and some other shit swimming around. So yeah, there, right. there probably was. There had to be some incentive to get off of the boat when it's not a main area. Yeah. So at what point did you notice the big fucker I, uh, that's walking so, around. Yeah, that's that's what I said when the like sort of ending thing, because that's when you I think it's like you're I felt like that appeared 75 percent through the game. Yeah, I I, like I think I noticed left. it after like. Well, you started you started getting these like dream sequences, which this really annoyed me because there were sometimes I wanted to finish something. So like the second place you went to, yeah. I I finished it up it you end the area and it goes into like a dream sequence af as if you had already returned back to your home base. It does the dream sequence. So it started introducing this big monster, but I had stuff I needed to finish and grab because I saw collectibles I hadn't got yet. So I'd have to go back and find that place again. See, even and the go through it again. Knew it was just a waste. And that was really frustrating. So you always started from the same static starting location and it was really annoying. So I wish I wish there would and I, I honestly don't remember if there was fast travel or not. Um what yeah, it was it was so frustrating I didn't even think to look. But anywho, but they started introducing this big monster from like dream sequences. And then I think after like three or four of them, I started noticing them out in the world. Okay. Did you go, did you go mess it. with them at all? Yeah, I did, of course. <laughs> and it just doesn't even care. It doesn't do anything, yeah. It was cool. It was kind of cool how you would get, like, near the end of the game, I noticed. you. It would, like, go wherever you were. Oh, really? It, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah, that was the only thing. That's the only thing I can say good about the game. I liked that a little bit because it would... But again, it didn't do anything. And then, this is also dumb... You would go get the seed and you're like walking. As soon as you like pick up the seed, it disappears. It's like it just clips out of the game. Yes. But it yes. was cool that it would like you, you'd be climbing the building near the end of the game and it's like standing there staring at you and you can yeah, see it I off did, in the I did, distance. I, I wish they did a little more with it, but I did like that. You know, I got do some, something with it. When I started seeing that, I started getting. Have you seen the, the, the 2016 Disney movie Moana? Yeah, like Tafiti or whatever it's called. Yeah, to Tafiti. Yeah. That's that's what it started reminding me of. Same. And this that's... game came out kind of close. The first one came out kind of close to Moana. I wonder if they were getting some inspiration from that. I think Submerged technically came out first. But I was getting vibes from that. It had like that kind of aesthetic. Yeah, and I felt that way too. I've I've yeah. also seen that movie. Anyway, I was getting a lot of Moana vibes, and I'm yeah, now I did I'm curious too. to go watch gameplay maybe of Submerged, like the original game, because now I'm, yeah. cu I'm curious. So, I don't know. I um, wonder if the first game had too much story, and they're like, all right, for the sequel, we're going <laughs> to dial it back all oh the way to Lord. fucking none. I, and maybe you know, there was, was more story. I don't know. But the thing is, I didn't because there was maybe you maybe if you collect everything, you get like a little bit of a story. Maybe, maybe. I'm guessing not. But even if you do, there is zero incentive to even acquire any of that stuff because one, 
like I said, I feel like the character just existed in the screen to carry my view around. The whole time I played this game, I was just looking for the next area to go through. I ignored the yeah. character's position almost entirely. So therefore, I ignored her clothes and stuff, too. So that wouldn't have made any difference to me. There was no they should have given you breadcrumbs of a reward to get to acquiring these extra pieces of, of garbage. Right. Um, you know, and then there'd be I, a I good made reason to, to, to get more. But I made a parallel between this game and Raft, which is yeah. kind of why I thought I would like this game. And, and again, as a walking sim, it does have a kind of a walking sim portion of it. That part's fine. Just walking around, doing the puzzles, which are barely puzzles. It's yeah. still kind of relaxing. But because they kind of hinted at a story, I want it to be fleshed out, right? Looking at Raft, it had a lot of exploration. It wasn't relaxing at times. It was a builder, so there's different mechanics. But... The story that it gave you, I think it gave it in a way that was very, it made sense, right? Right. I think this game could have taken a lot of notes from a game like Raft for how they portrayed the story. Because what in Raft, there was like, I mean, f four, maybe five story locations. Like big story locations. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was it. And it got a, you got a, a decent story from only a couple locations. Submerged Hidden Depths gave you 12 places and told a very scattered like story experience. And it was just, it was all over the place, very convoluted, very um, abstract story. Yeah. And I think it could have been a much, it, it could have been done a lot better if they took some notes from Raft. If you want to go, if we could just dial back a tiny bit, you said like Limbo didn't have a story or whatever, but at least Limbo I, again, gave you the option to the consider two. things. Yeah, at least true, Limbo, true, true. As a game without like a true story, it gives you like it provokes a lot of thought. This game really didn't. Yeah, that's true. Also, that's true. the name of the game Submerged, like you don't even go underwater. Like, like this game should have been the, called the, fucking the, the world. The, <laughs> like the world, honestly the world cool. itself has been submerged I yeah think but is like what they call were going it, dude for. when i saw it i thought we were going to go like underwater in, in a yellow submarine yeah yeah sure yeah there weren't even beetles in this game and that's another thing i have to be upset about. it was it was called hit uh, uh submerged hidden depths only the ruins of the world were submerged and the characters climbed you didn't even go into the depths you went yeah, up. There was no submerging. There was just <laughs> ascending. Oh, Miku man. and Taku, if those are their names, they're and the way they talk, their names were probably actually Michael and Taco. <laughs> <laughs> Michael and Tanya. Michael explore and Explore the depths of New York City. Oh my god, man. Okay. Lord. Did you love it? Would you would are you gonna buy the uh, original game? Nope. No, what if it's free I might play it? I no, I, I think I might skim a playthrough on YouTube if one exists for the original game because I want to see I want to see how much of a sequel it was. I want to go see was there a big monster? Did there was there a corruption? What was it? I, I'm just curious. The so, ending of the game was extremely predictable, too, right? From what I remember, it was like, nah, all right. Yeah, I know. It was like, yeah, all right. I'm, now I can finally go to bed. Good night. <laughs> yeah, it was, and I, and I think this is the part that gave me big Moana vibes because you finish the last place, and I think instead of a dream sequence, the big old monster is just like looming over your home base, and you just get real close to him, 
and I think it didn't she like touch him and the the corruption went away or something or it like it killed it or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it exploded happened. and and uh, they were splintered to death. No, the she like passes out and then Taco walk, like picks her up and brings Michael to the giant to feed. <laughs> and then I think he just feeds her to it, the giant monster. It's what it's kind of what it seemed like. And he just brings her to it and then yeah. it becomes a huge tree. It that's becomes right, an enormous right. root that's stuck standing still. That was the only thing that I that was unpredictable about it is that it be basically became like a completely static object. I expected it to walk around as a healed, beautiful right, plant. Right, right. We're like, we're, we're again, in Moana, Tefiti is just, it's corrupted. They remove the corruption. And then it would be a continuously moving thing. But I, I or not continuous, but it would return back to right. nature. Yeah. I thought it was going to be something like that. But yeah, it, it ended up being like kind of similar, like a, a bigger version of what we've been seeing, yeah, but with like more now. branches and shit. Yeah. Wait. So one, okay. Michael and Taco, one curse with a mysterious power that she wants to use for good. What was her mysterious power? She has flowers she, on her arm. She, I think. Like, what did she do? What was her power? Because it doesn't. I think it was like, like a, a special connection to nature because she could. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, she, I think, was she had the innate ability and maybe like a passive ability to push back some of this corruption. So remember, as you were walking through these areas, the the black ichor and stuff would like melt away from these memories of people. Yeah. And they would turn into like a more blossoming green vined uh, uh, blooming version of themselves. Yeah. And when she went away, it would then revert back and that corruption would take over. So she kind of had power. this like weird natural ability to, to, to fight the, uh, to fight the corruption. So I think that's, <laughs> that's the right out there with doom stage two, bro. Not really a cool <laughs> power. Uh, yeah. I think it was more of a passive thing. Then why was taco so fucking skeptical about her? Like, think, why was he because like, because every time it, every time she completed one of these sections, she was very like physically worn out. So if I was to make some assumptions, oh, okay. I think after you finish a zone, the reason that you go into his dream sequence and go back is because you've kind of like passed out rest. from exhaustion and taco has taken you back okay. to <laughs> taco has taken you back to your okay. home base. And then you wake up again after being so exhausted. That's why I like having these discussions with you because I feel like that like opens it a little bit more for me. We're and I don't think I have shit, that thought process. Yeah, we're giving us a lot of shit, but they they presented some things, and I'm gonna break it apart because I think there was some gaps in stuff. So, but no, I, that, that's how I kind of took a lot of that. Well, okay, good I'm job, smiling. Rick Van Dick. The soundtrack was fine. <laughs> Dick Van Dick, big yeah. old big Mike old energy. Rick. You got anything else you want to add, man? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Has Uppercut done anything? Anything else? They did a game, a few games. I did look at that earlier. They've they've done. I think this is their fourth ish game. Really? Yeah. What the fuck they been doing? Trying to find voice actors. Oh, I mean, so you got to weave through a lot on Fiverr for that. So, uh, City of Brass. It's a combat game, first person combat game, action adventure, uh, inspired by Arabian Nights from senior Bioshock. Epoch. 
Epoch is, is like a post-apocalyptic robot combat. Danger Dodgers. Oh, Lord. Epoch. The City Epoch of Brass 2, looks all right to me, man. A game called Contact Us, Support, Privacy Policy, and About. I haven't heard of those. Uh, <laughs> 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 I think Contact Us, I, I've played that pretty recently. <laughs> the Arabian Nights game, City of Brass, looks cool. It actually looks kind of neat. It's a, I don't know. I don't know. It looks kind of like C. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a knockoff uh, Prince of Persia or something. But it's first person. I don't know. It looks oh, okay. It looks good enough. I would. Cool. I would play that if it was free. I'm gonna add that to my wish list. As a matter of fact, it's first person. That's it's for a combat. That's weird for like a a, a melee combat game. I I don't like that. Well, it's from the senior developer of Bioshock. So... All right, choose your adventure. I'm looking at. A reskin of a Prince of Persia screenshot. I've got a female version, something else. I've got a genie, like knock off Aladdin. Well, and Arabian some, Nights, brother. And then some Skellyman. Yeah. Skellyman. It feels like, yeah. It, but I feel like that's right. the exact same shade of, of blue that Disney uses. I've it's seen a, a lot good... of different iterations of, of genies and stuff that you can mix up the color scheme a little bit. But anyway. It kind of looks like you drink a potion in the game and you gain weird abilities. I'm removing it like, from my wish like, list now. Like Bioshock? Yeah, no, it, feel, <laughs> it has a very Bioshock feel. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And then even in some of the screenshots I see, like the person looks like they have a sword in their right hand and then like some other type of weapon, like a whip in their left hand. I mean, it, 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 to some degree, every every game is a reskin of another game. Like it's, Except it's for re- Death Stranding, which was an yeah. entirely new genre of game. That's right. <laughs> Kojima, we miss you. Probably our, our worst set of episodes because it was just me. I was <laughs> that, that, Ill, sounded, that sounded I was a lot sick. negative. That sounded more sick. negative than And I you're a to. good guy, don't you dare. I think I think that could have easily just been the first the first episode and we could have that that was it. That's all we needed. Sorry, man. I've gotten a lot of a lot of people that really enjoyed it. So <laughs> Really? I have you been talking to people? No. I've been no. trying I've been trying to hawk our podcast as much as I can. I'm, I think I need to try, but it's it's difficult for me to do it work. Yeah. So, anything you want to add about this game? No, I think I think we could kind of wrap up our discussion on this. I I think overall it was a fine handheld game, relaxing game to not really dive too deep into their quote unquote story. It was a good it was a good game to kill time. Yeah. So. Speaking of killing time, so we need to talk about our next episode, and we are going to be going into spooky season. Yeah. So we've had a a little discussion going back and forth. I think we can easily announce our next game, and I kind of want to give a teaser for the game after that and then leave the game that's going to be released basically on Halloween. We're going to save that one for a little bit. So our next game is going to be Little Nightmares. And our follow-up <laughs> game to stay spooky. We're gonna have three spookies for the month of October. Our second one after that is gonna be We Happy Few. I'm giving you two because we got one small game and one that's a bit a little longer. It'll give everybody time to jump in and shiver, shiver around, <laughs> and get really primed for Halloween and spooky times. Until next time, guys. That's gonna do it for us.
Thanks so much for listening. That wraps up our discussion for Submerged Hidden Depths. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know with a thumbs up, a comment, or sharing with your friends and family. If you're able to do so, play along with us. We'll post upcoming games to our socials and what games are up next at the end of each episode. This has been 321 Backlog by Alec and James. You can connect with us on any of our social media pages and by sending us an email at 321backlog at gmail.com. Until next time.